and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Sorry, Marty, you're gonna have to speak up. I was at the gun range today with my coworkers, so uh, uh it was pretty. I, I go, you know, I just can't hear people who weren't at the gun range as well <laughs> as I used to. You go to the gun mm-hmm. range and they give you Oakleys that you put on your head backwards as soon as you walk in. <laughs> <laughs> and they give you a hat that's mm-hmm. like the thin blue line hat, but with camouflage. Mm-hmm. It's fucking rad. Uh, we shot big guns, little guns, medium guns. I don't know, dude. I just feel like I've outgrown you as a friend at this point, honestly. But wow. <laughs> wow. Just trying to trudge, okay. trudge through the podcast. I'm a different person. I'm I've emerged uh I've emerged from the gun range uh with a new outlook on life, and that is uh fucking uh hoorah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly you know, I have fired all kinds of guns in my life. Yeah, well, you weren't at the range today with your boys, so I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> dude. You didn't invite me. Uh, it was a work-related event, and I wish it was we... a driving range and not a gun range. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, we could have combined. You yeah. could have been whacking balls while we were shooting gats. Whacking hard drives. Yeah, Kelly... As far as I am concerned, you're only employed by this podcast. So did you go to a work retreat with the, the, the rest of the Spoops, Scoops, and Novelty Songs family? Holy shit. We could get on unemployment. Yeah. And Marty, we didn't invite you because you're too close to the top. <laughs> That's true. It's like this, It's like inviting um, Jeff Bezos. For, yeah, uh, it's, it yeah. would be like an undercover boss thing. We just can't relax when you're around... Yeah, yeah, I shaved my I shaved my head and tried to come, but didn't work. You guys yeah. saw right through that. Yeah, so. you're just not into that kink. <laughs> Shaving your head and trying to come. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Welcome to Spoop Scoops and Novelty oh, Song. I, I don't know if this myself. can be the cold open. I hate myself. Why not? Wait, was any of that was any of that true? We went to the gun range. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't use it. <laughs> Maybe we should. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Bad. It's a little. It's a little. I didn't say Scott. anything bad. I just I yeah. Don't know, it, like you could take it as fiction. What did I say, Scott? That you're you said not you okay. never came back the same. You said <laughs> you're ready to kill somebody. That's not you, what I said. <laughs> you have this crazed look in your eye. I said I can't be friends with Marty anymore. Which like that's <laughs> always true. <laughs> You've got this bloodlust. <laughs> what is what did I do? You didn't yeah, do Jesus. I just having fun. Kelly, <laughs> why would fun you? <laughs> Kelly, Marty is our friend. I know he's my good friend. I would never. We're nice I to never, him. I would never I'm... say something like that sincerely. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love would. Marty. Take it from me, one of the nicest people to Marty. You shouldn't say <laughs> shit like that. All right, new cold open. I guess. Nah, I think we're in it now. Welcome to Spoofs Ghost and yeah. Novelty Songs. Jesus Christ! A podcast about dumb shit. I'm Kelly. That was the old. Ooh, uh, oh, getting his catchphrase back in there. Yeah, throw Thank it in. God. We hit him with the old like false double start cold the open. False double start. Yeah, yeah. they might not We've hear. They like might not hear times. the in between, but we'll see. Yeah. No, that's part of it. Where I, it's our. This is sort of a class. This is a. It harkens back to our earlier days in the podcast, where we would do a cold open, and then I would get cold feet about the cold open, uh-huh. and then that's our discussion true. about should we keep it actually ends up being funnier than the cold open, and we yes. keep the whole thing. Yeah, it's true. That happened 
almost every time. Let's do it for old time's sake. Come on, baby. All right. This week, we're reviewing Mac Gruber, a 2010 action comedy based on the Saturday Night Live sketch of the same name. This movie is a very literal spoof of the famous 80s action television series, MacGyver, which revolved oh. around an agent. <laughs> I thought it was... Wait, hold on. You're telling me it's this isn't a spoof of McDonald? The, yeah. The restaurant? I thought this was just an original story. <laughs> and this movie is nuts. <laughs> The show revolved around an agent who was able to manufacture his way out of any situation he was in due to his intelligence and resourcefulness. The original SNL sketch usually followed the formula of McGruber and his assistant, played by Kristen Wiig, in a precarious situation with whomever the host was that week. Usually there's McGruber... a number of seconds left. Correct. McGruber, there's 20 seconds left. Uh, McGruber would make outrageous demands for things that couldn't possibly defuse a bomb or whatever the situation was, or he'd say something embarrassing or disgusting, then the thing would blow up, and that was the end of the sketch. The film was directed by Yorma Tacone of The Lonely Island, written by Tacone, Forte, and John Solomon, a former SNL writer. The movie was a box office failure, but it did become a cult classic and has since caused a TV series to be produced. And this is our first SNL sketch movie that we're reviewing. It's a TV series? The, they're making. I thought they were making a sequel. Yep. No, the TV series is coming out on NBC's streaming service called Peacock. Great. And for the listener, he put up air quotes when he said that. <laughs> Scott, you don't get to comment on the video chat if you're not going to show us your goddamn video. Hey, we said. all know it's because my internet is too shitty for me to do the video. And I'm proud enough to admit that. <laughs> Kelly? I uh, just wanted to plug the cock one more time. This <laughs> co- the new streaming service coming this fall to yeah. your PlayStation. I call it the uh, cock. The, I call it the P. <laughs> oh, you guys, it's called Peacock, not the cock. Boy, how embarrassing for you. Oh, well. No, he's just calling not, it that as its cool nickname. You're not hip on the slang. Yeah. Dude. A millennial like you I, wouldn't get it. Not like us a, Zoomers. I want to go on a, okay, come over here to Kelly's video game tangent corner, all right? So, Sound effect here, Marty. Uh, yep. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. And it's, uh, so uh, today we're talking about the Xbox 360 transitioning to the Xbox One. Xbox One came out, everyone wanted it to be named the Xbox 720 because everyone called the Xbox 360 the 360. Kind of made sense to go another circle around, do the 720. Mm-hmm. Xbox comes out and they name their console the One thinking that people would call it the one instead of what they actually call it. They're like, they're like Sauron. Yeah. Uh, Apparently behind the scenes, it was supposed to be called Xbox infinity. And then the next one was supposed to be called Xbox beyond, but not a dude. Imagine this. Hold on. Picture this in your mind. Nope. Xbox 900, dude. Whoa, dude. It's sponsored by T-Hawk himself. Yeah, only he can play it. Imagine this. Xbox Snake, next gen, Xbox In, next gen, Xbox My, and the final gen, Xbox Boot. Snake in my boot. That would have been wild. Microsoft, you dropped the ball. All right, thanks for listening. This was Kelly's Video Game Corner. Sound effect. I wonder what like cause that's a real concerto. I wonder what the, we got to find who that's you know that's like a Mozart or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's we got to find yeah. that. 
I'm sure it's pub. For what? I'm, it's pub domain, dude. We can stick it in the pod. Oh yeah, it's PD. We could, but we, we Scott, we did include it. That is the recording. <laughs> oh. What are you talking about? I'm talking about before you stuck the recording in when it was just you singing it. But, oh yeah. Uh, so oh, when yeah. you edited it, you put the real recording in. Yeah, 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 for sure. <clears throat> Gentlemen, MacGruber. What, were, what <laughs> oh, yeah. were your initial thoughts on MacGruber? <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, a nice ride. It was a nice ride. The homework was light this oh, week. Oh, I forgot. We Marty made up his mind to he hates this movie. Yeah, he hates it. So, I actually did not hate it this time. The first time I saw this movie years ago, hated it. I know what super, happened. Super, super hated it. You watched this right and after Wayne's World, and you were like, oh, <laughs> these will surely be the same. You're supposed to watch Wayne's World 2 after Wayne's World, idiot. Yeah. Oh, I got confused. I thought this was the sequel. I the the part that stands out to me as me like not really like being like, what the fuck were you thinking? Is the where he's recruiting his old team, he's getting his old team back together, and one of them's gay and he crosses out that name. That rubbed me like the wrong oh, yeah. way pretty hard. Why can't he be honestly. on the team? Yeah, let yeah. him on the team. He's still big and strong. Fucking like let him the, on the team. The joke is Will McGruber is a homophobe, but it's just yes. it wasn't a very funny it wasn't worth writing it and keeping it in the movie. Also, it was like it, it like ruined the 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 surprise of like, yes. you know, you didn't yeah. expect this really burly uh, mechanic guy to be gay that was like funny and then they ruin it by him like yeah. yes exactly still just it, and it would have like ruled it would have been like like life affirming yes. if he still let him on the team it, the joke still would have been great and yeah <laughs> i agree i fuck that part so between the homophobic bit within that five minute span of them getting the team back together and also all the wrestlers dying that's why marty doesn't like this movie <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> So you hit the nail on the head with the first part. Yes, all the homophobia in this movie was really off-putting to me the first time watching it. Because I think, and I think this movie, the second time we watch it now again, I actually thought there wasn't as much of that in this movie as I had originally thought there was. Uh, but all of the jokes that are he's uncomfortable with gay or like with, with uh, male sexuality in general, that stuff is the worst part of this movie by far. Yeah. It, it didn't it wasn't timely at the time so yeah. it's not like it didn't age well it's just like already was in bad taste and they didn't do anything with that ultimately like none of the jokes about his character being really childish and petty is rooted in sexuality in any way so it just feels really mean-spirited and also like the cheapest way to make him feel like a man child is to do that stuff and so that parts of this movie is so frustrating. It's because there's a lot of really great comedy about him being a man-child in this movie. So coupled with the fact that there's this like shit undercutting all of that by being really weak comedy, yeah. It ruins it dying. does it ruins the good jokes a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes it does. Uh but yes, all the wrestler cameos uh and then they get blown up which eventually was copied by Deadpool 2 in a much shittier way. Uh, but the way they do that in this movie is so funny. The like he gets the super team and then he immediately accidentally kills them all. It was it's like the best joke in this movie. Uh, but yes, it is like it's in order. I think <laughs> Mark Henry, Christian or Chris Jericho, Mark Henry, MVP, Kane, Big Show, and the Great Kali who all die. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't even fucking know the way the team he assembles. Those are all wrestlers. Yeah, they those were all they, professional. wrestlers. Straight up, yeah. did not know that till just now. Yeah, yeah, they come in. 
in the credits it like says they, they have like their own listing of i think i probably just saw jericho actually and i was like oh those yeah. are all wrestlers right. oh jericho's the only one any most people would know but yeah yeah so yeah so what's the plot of this movie guys he, how do we sum up the the plot he, here it's a classic i'm not doing it i'm i'm not mm-hmm. taking the job and then he takes the job and then, i'm in and then he i don't know he just like constantly fucks up his way to resolving everything is basically yes. the plot it's just him going back and forth between like i'm in to like oh no 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 like and it's yeah. just back and forth uh and it's you know what it i it's funny <laughs> but it is like kind of formulaic like i it's it's just yeah. like i don't know but i mean hey that's what this character is pretty much right like i kind of thought so the plot to me is the exact same thing as austin powers it's the yeah. exact same plot i was thinking the same which is thing. a real like it's the same plot like that's what like the homophobia is rooted in like oh he doesn't know because he's been gone since like the 80s or whatever is but like it doesn't excuse it, it. But they don't do that. Like, Austin Powers does that with his chauvinistic stuff and the misogyny. That's what that movie is about. Is about and then him he resolves growing it. as a person. He, yeah, he grows. Yes. I mean, the joke... McGruber has nothing to do the with the punchline of the whole movie. There's no growth story in this film. No. Which I do think hurts it. Like, I, not that I... Because I thought overall the spy plot aspect of this movie was the worst part. I thought every time they did any of the macgyver stuff that was the funniest stuff in this movie when he did and every time it was just a spy comedy it sucked when he like the i feel like the opening to him being like crafty or whatever with with items was the celery <laughs> trick and that opening is insane and very funny yeah. and very like mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind of out there uh it climaxes with the uh, saxophone thing it's super good yeah. the opening credits are so funny in this movie yeah it's uh i think it's got it's pretty so he's just a dick though like yeah it's i'm trying to think of the parts that didn't really land that well with me and i can't i should have written them down because i'm a bad kilmer's name Val kilmer's name what's his name oh yeah they'd really lean too fucking hard on that it was so and again it's just you know what i'm kind of starting to think I don't like this movie anymore. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't want to review it. I don't want to ruin it for no, you. No, that's okay. I mean, it's just, it's all kind of like running together in my head, too. Like, there weren't yeah. the stand-up bits. Definitely uh, the team exploding. Mm-hmm. Him having sex all weird. Um, that stuff was I love great. The I thought Kristen of, Wiig was great in this. Yeah, Kristen yeah. Wiig is really good. The use Should have had more. Yeah. More wig. Well, she was wearing a lot of wigs. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, ooh, uh. I, I love the use of diegetic sound. I think it's diegetic when it's like actual, and he like he mm-hmm. so it, it's he gets in his car, turns it on, and then like you expect like good montage music to play, but then it changes to hollow notes. And I'm a big hollow or notes it guy. starts it starts as like what you would it's it's the black keys, and it's like what it you starts, would expect yeah. from a movie at that time to be like oh, this guy's a bad ass kind of music. Which, and then just are the black keys badass i'm so confused no, Marty, uh, but blues rock is badass yeah oh, haven't you seen oh, sons God. of anarchy you fucking idiot yes. <laughs> i think i wrote all that down because the, the opening yeah, well, of sons said of it, anarchy, baby. yeah it opens with the bikers going off and it's like gold 
on the ceiling. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so funny to me. Yeah. Like I like the Black Keys, but like yeah. tough guy music. They like, stop they at. Uh, they stop at. Fuck! I can't make. I can't think of a not local reference. I was gonna say Collectivo, um, but like fucking. You know what I mean? Starbucks. Like. Yeah, st- it's a little different. Whatever. Collectivo fucking... is not as local as some of the other shit we reference here. So don't feel so. <laughs> I'm bad, just Scott. saying That's that true. they get like they get like macchiatos. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and they're yeah. listening to yeah, Anarchy, my little butt. I don't know. I think the Black Keys are pretty badass. I remember the last time I saw Marty shopping for his leather jackets. He had his AirPods in. He was clearly <laughs> rocking out to those Black Keys. Gold on the <laughs> that's ceiling. Just, that song on repeat, like their least yeah. bluesy, just like their poppiest song. Yeah. <sighs> the point is, this it's it's that playing, and then it like cuts to what he's actually listening to on the radio, yeah. and it's Hall and Oates. Yeah. It does the yes. same thing at towards the end of that montage when he like parks mm. the first time. He's like playing a different song, and like this soundtrack is out of off. fucking Kelly's. Yeah, it's a really. If you're wondering what I like to listen to, this soundtrack's a good starter. It's a good. It's a good starter deck that you purchase at your carded coin corner. Kelly Uh, loves '80s soft rock. uh, It's Mm -hmm. it's not bad. It's it's a it's it's okay music. It goes down easy, baby. It really does. It treats you right. It soothes you. Mm -hmm. I thought the moment to me when the movie. Uh, like there was a lot of good bits, but the to me the best sequence is uh, when MacGruber forces Kristen Wiig to impersonate him at a coffee shop, yeah. and him giving her instructions over an earphone, and then like making her take a tip out and apolo- and not apologize for it. Yeah. I loved all that stuff because I like that he's such a narcissist man child that this would be the only thing he could think of to like do tactics with. Mm-hmm. That aspect of their relationship I thought was really great, and I thought this sequence was a great like. Nice tight version, and of he their, he their keeps uh, dressing up like other people as him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Here's how I think we could save this movie. Like there are like all the scenes we just named are are the good scenes. Keep all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just edit everything else out, <laughs> and then who are, like the main like the 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 normal man. You know that character in this movie, Ryan Felipe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The normal man. man yeah. He, I needed a lot more from this character or this yeah. actor. I don't know. Something was missing there. Like, yeah, it's yeah. The setup of him being, uh, like this thing that McGruber hates, and he like fights him like every time he sees him, and he's like so against him was a good setup. They just didn't go. They just had it go the most predictable route, which is like he joins the team, and then he's fine with him by the end of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, they just didn't do anything with that. Yeah, and that know. that guy, I don't know. I just that that character was like in it so much, and like he could have been played by anybody, or like there. I just can't think of like one affect uh, about yeah. that person other than like their normal compared to their MacGruber's normal person foil. Yeah, like if you put like a Jason Sudeikis in there, done. Yeah, right? yeah, something like that. Like, you nail it right, right, right there. Yeah, um, yeah, something. Oh, yeah, exactly. Seriously, like somebody from SNL who who was good at playing the like the voice of reason character. Right? I did love that. Um, like met with uh, met with like the most minor amount of like uh, bureaucratic resistance. MacGruber's go to tactic is offering to suck 
the other person's dick. <laughs> like he just he resorts to that so quickly. <laughs> like yeah. it just it escalates so fast. <laughs> and, and yeah, the, the the pettiness of his character is like is great in this movie. I actually think Forte is really really good. I mean, this is basically what he does in every character he plays. He basically is always the kind of petty man child. Yeah, yeah. But he's really good at it. So like I don't know, it's just entertaining. And like him and Wig are both great in this movie, which is why it's kind of weird that the movie's not great, given that the two leads are both I think really good at their characters. But I, yeah, I honestly feel like the supporting cast is super weak. Like hmm. I don't know, Kilmer wasn't doing that much for me as a villain. No, Kilmer was like in another movie. Kilmer yeah. was like, yeah. if this, if Kil, if Kilmer like honestly brought that exact same energy to a Mission Impossible, I think that could actually work as like the like slightly like funny. Like I felt like he almost was mm. doing like his character was akin to fucking uh, Philip like Harvey Air Philip like Seymour. Harvey Harvey, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 or yeah, Philip yeah. Cee-Lo Hoffman and and. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, fucking, uh, it, 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 it didn't, it didn't, the, the tone was like off for this movie. I don't know. There should have been more if they honestly, if they just got more SNL people, like you said, like get Sudeikis in there. Like, yeah. Like compare this to Austin Powers and Austin Powers has Dr. Evil, who's equally a funny character to Austin Powers. Yeah. In this movie, the bad guy is nothing. He's just, who cares about that's, him? You that's know? honestly kind of what I equated to. I mean, this movie draws so many parallels with Austin Powers. It's mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous. Now that I'm looking at the two, it's watching like the- them side by side right now, as we're doing the podcast, yeah. because I didn't take good notes. <laughs> if you put on, <laughs> if you put on MacGruber right as Austin Powers is starting, they sync up perfectly. The audio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Kelly listening to yeah, it right now. Yeah. If you hear that. Yeah. Did I miss... Okay. That's not a bad uh, soul bossa nova, Marty. So I have an anecdotal confession about the move, about the movie. Oh. Um, the throat ripping... I always thought it was really mm-hmm. funny because I thought the reason he didn't use guns was because he didn't want to kill people. Mm-hmm. But I mixed up that, the mm. throat ripping bit, with a Pete Holmes bit where he plays Batman and says he doesn't want to kill people and is clearly, like, killing people. But just because mm-hmm. he doesn't use guns, he thinks that yeah. he's not killing I'll people. I'll drop you off the top of this apartment building. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't use a gun. <laughs> it would be yeah. more humane to use a gun. Like, right. yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I mixed those two bits up, and now all I can think of is how funny would it be if he said he didn't use guns in MacGruber because he doesn't like to kill people, but then, like, go into the throat-ripping bit. Yeah, they really should have thought of that because that's a good joke. And then the joke that it was that he doesn't know how to use a gun is just, like... Yeah, a letdown. Like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not... It feels like they had, like, three components of jokes in this for this movie the macgyver stuff some bits about the character and like wig and forte's like attachments to these characters right and they kind of just ported that into a very stock spy action comedy and did not like come up with anything outside of that it like it is like a little disappointing to watch because like this movie is considered like this kind of not classic but like it's like a cult comedy that people say you should check out yeah and it feels just kind of like, uh, 
I don't know. Like, I feel like 80s action movies are better at doing comedy than this. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'd find funnier jokes about spy comedies in, like, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie than I would find in this movie, which is really weird to say, but I don't know. It just feels like there's not a ton of, like, overly creative bits on the spy genre which has been spoofed to death at this point like we have covered them so many times on this podcast and we always say like you know like look at top secret top secret it like nails it like right away and that was like in the 80s and then 30 years have gone by and this movie is like half as clever as that movie i don't know john claude van damme very self-aware uh uh i feel like i don't know if this movie honestly is like trying to be a spoof totally necessarily either though yeah to me it's more just like a like i think what they're really spoofing is like not necessarily the spy movie genre but just specifically uh macgyver and um that's the thing they don't do that enough and and they don't do that that enough and then it's just trying to be like a normal comedy aside from that or like yeah like plot wise obviously it is just doing like spy movie uh cliches um but yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. As a comedy, it's got some like great bits and some great scenes, but uh, there's just a lot that feels like uh, filler, and uh, and and yeah, there's some just like mean spirited uh, yeah. material too, which I don't know takes me out of it. Yeah, I would say they don't do enough of the MacGyver bits. I wish they did more. Um. I don't know. Like, the, I feel like one of the they did the celery bit was the first one I can think of, and then the other one I can think of is the grenade tennis ball bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I, it's also like, how do you spoof? I mean, like, it's their job to figure that out. But like, how do you make fun of that more than they did without repeating the same <sighs> yeah. joke over and over again? I mean, MacGyver's like, already kind yeah. of stupid to begin with. Like, yeah, it's a really dumb concept. <laughs> And dumb as a character. He's really stupid. That's like one of his character traits. It's like, yeah. He's just a low intel person and they give him bubble gum and a paperclip. And I mean, yeah. you really only need the paperclip to pick a lock. So bubble gum helps. I, I think like the, the way they structured it that like we don't really get to see him do it till the climax of the movie. I think that was a good idea. I think they didn't build to that correctly. I think if it like if the whole movie he had been trying to do stuff like this and getting like cut off before he could complete this like complicated thing, which they kind of do this, but they don't really like go all the way with this bit. Like I think that would have really been satisfying if he finally does it at the end and it's still really underwhelming. That I think would have been not to punch up a movie. You know, you don't need to like rewrite the script. No, you fucking did. I already did. I thought you asked me to. <laughs> I have it on your desk. <laughs> oh no. Kelly, you've been working on that as your. We're recasting this. We're rewriting it, and we're reshooting it. Really? Yeah. (laughs) This movie that like people like. (laughs) It's it's not bad at all. This is just ways that I think of. Right. We're really fucking. What's the word? Uh, nitpicking that one. Yeah. It's it's really yeah. not that bad of a movie. We just we're doing a podcast about it, so like we kind of need stuff. To talk uh, about. We have to talk about it as our assignment, so, so we're like, just doing okay, our due diligence okay, here. This and try. Maybe they should have tried this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they should. Nah, I think lead. it's like there's good parts and there's bad parts, and like overall, it's just like, am I gonna remember I watched this movie in three months? Who's to say? To sum it up, as a movie. 
I'm going to say 6 out of 10. Because I actually did enjoy watching this overall, despite having a lot of nitpicks and problems with it. I still, like, I didn't have a bad time. Like, I wasn't bored watching this movie. Even though, like, I thought the the parts of it that were weak were really boring. But it was there was enough good jokes. And like I said, I think Wig and Forte are both really good in this. As a spoof, 5 out of 10. I don't really know if it was a spoof. Yeah, I'm with Scott. I don't totally think they were trying to do a spoof. And the parts that were spoofy were really great, but most of this wasn't. It was just kind of a stock action comedy. Yeah, it it's sort of like the idea is based on something as like a spoof sort of thing. But yeah. then they built this universe around him, around him and his character, and like threw in other tropes from the 80s and 90s, whatever. Yeah. I, I would give it like a 7 out of 10 as a movie because that's like what I've rated, I think, the past five episodes of things. So I'm going to just keep that streak going. <laughs> and I would give... Tradition. Yeah, it's for tradition at this point. Like a 6 out of 10 as a spoof. Cause they, and it's, not, it's, it's honestly more of a spoof than other movies that we've watched. And I'm probably giving it a lower rating than other movies that are less of spoofs. But these ratings are arbitrary, and I hate them. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. As a movie, 6 out of 10, I liked it a little bit more than I didn't like it. Uh, and as a spoof, we'll say uh, 4 out of 10, because it's a little less of a spoof than a spoof. Okay. Fair enough. Hey. Good job, everybody. Scott. Yeah. Um, do you have a novelty song to play us this week? I do. Let me drum it up here. Let me pop the link on over to you. Oh, this this uh this week's uh novelty song is not so much a novelty song as it is a novelty jingle. That's right, ladies and germs. It's the Sponge Monkeys. You know them, you love them. They come from uh, a Quiznos ad run in the mid 2000s. Let me, I'm pulling up my notes here. Uh, airing in, in late 2003 uh, and running throughout to, uh, 2004. Uh, this uh, commercial was created by a man named Joel Veitch. I don't know if I'm butchering that last name. Uh, who is a British animator, um, and you know he he did a bunch of like web cartoons and stuff too, and uh, he sent uh, uh, like a mock up of the ad to uh, like the Quiznos ad people, and they were into it uh, because um, they had to go bold, baby. Quiznos is 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 uh, is a little guy in the. Uh, the sub world, and so they had a brand awareness was important for them, especially in this mid two thousands era, you know. Uh, and so, uh, I guess without further ado, let's hear these uh, little sponge monkeys sing their song. Quiznos new Santa Fe trio subs with smoky chipotle sauce. Fried chicken, roast beef, or smoked turkey. All right, so yeah, uh, uh, Quiznos, um, they kind of like dropped a meme on fucking TV 
you know, in in the very early uh, era of the internet, I did find like a Slate article uh, from 2004 that like, you know, was like a think piece on the sponge monkeys. So like, yeah, I don't know. The internet was, you know, definitely a thriving then, but it was still like early. And I think, you know, a very, I don't want to, I don't, controversials a bit much, but like definitely a bold move to put this on uh, TV. But yeah, I don't know. What, what do you guys, what do you guys think of these uh, cute little fellows? I thought it was funny. I love it. It's uh I imagine it's like a precursor to the whole trend of make an advertisement that's entertaining more than it like tells you to do more than it has like a call to action. Which yeah. like the old spice commercials, I don't know, adver- like big brands have been throwing money around for years on shit like this. So Yeah, this is like the very beginning of the uh of the era where brands are like being ironic and like partaking in like internet culture and like, you know, this, this, the sponge monkeys walked so that Wendy's uh, Twitter account could run. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I was literally going to bring up that Twitter account or like, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of them that do this. I don't want to list them. Yeah. It's, it's corny now, but I think they were like sort of breaking new ground with the sponge monkeys. Yeah. But it's funny. Also, it actually, I thought I was, I'd never seen it before. I thought it was a funny ad. I they have know. a pepper bar. Yeah. That, Come on. <laughs> that line. Oh, ooh. Uh, good luck putting this in for Marty. He's, <laughs> and also, I'm sorry, Scott, but he's only going to be able to use like four seconds of this. So I don't know. Oh, because I, because I use like a, only a certain percentage of each song, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Since it's works. thirty seconds long, yeah, it's a per capita type thing. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, geez, for the listener, uh, just I don't know. If you're a millennial, this commercial you've probably seen it and it haunts your dreams. But uh, uh, for the listener, it's like these like weirdly little animated hamster-looking things with bulging eyes singing this song. Yeah. And one has a bowler human, hat, one has human, like a... Human mouths. Yeah. Human with like, eyes, actually, too. Yeah, they're freaky looking. At least it's uh, upbeat. It's not as nightmarish as it could be. Yeah, obviously, they're. I think they're benevolent little creatures. Uh, so, fellas, in the grand tradition of spoof scoofs and novelty songs that uh, I helmed and, and Marty carried the torch... Well, I'm here to pick the torch back up and uh, be Ooh. the quiz master of this podcast. The Quiznos quiz master. Yes. I'm so excited. So, this is a sandwich-themed quiz, gentlemen. Oh, my God. And... Uh, Muffalo. Oh, if no. Muffalo is not one of the answers, I'm we'll, going to be pissed. We're going to talk about it when we get to my novelty product. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I thought I was going to do this uh, I should. I should do this right, one, Billy. Sorry. I should do this You got one. it. it, it your, is yeah. your novelty product a sandwich? No, no, no. We'll, we'll get know. to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to uh, it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the rules are uh, first to six points wins. <gasps> uh-huh. Okay. So, question one is multiple choice. Uh, you can buzz in uh, whenever you feel like. Who invented... The sandwich. Is it Earl A? Of sandwich. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, Mar- is that is the final answer, Kelly. Final answer. Uh, I'll I'll let Marty answer when I go through these, and and we'll see what my ruling is. Scott, take your time. 
<sighs> is it A, John Montague, B, John Sandwich, or C, John Ham? I'm going to say the first one. <laughs> it is John Montague, also Damn. known as the Earl of Sandwich. Oh. I am going ooh. to give uh, Kelly a half point for guessing this man's bullshit, uh, but I'll take it. Moniker. He was the Earl of Sandwich after inventing the sandwich. His uh, like friend fucking renamed the Hawaiian Islands. I'm guessing they renamed them back. I sure hope they did uh, to the Sandwich Islands and made this guy the Earl of Sandwich. But yeah, famously he was a gambler. Uh, he was like a British lord who loved to gamble. He didn't want to get his cards greasy, so he said, Hey, servant, my underling, put uh, the meat between two slices of bread and invented the sandwich. Question number two. What was Elvis... And this is uh, freeform, just just uh, buzz in. <laughs> what was Elvis's fav- favorite sandwich? Elvis, the king. Marty? Peanut butter and jelly? Well, I'll allow Kelly to answer, and I'll give my ruling at the end. Uh, peanut butter and jelly. What is speed? All right, this what is this is this is this is developing interestingly. <laughs> I'm gonna give you both a half point. <laughs> I'm catching Are up, you baby. <laughs> I believe Marty. I think you're at one and a half, and Kelly is at yes. one. Kelly has combined two hay points to equal one whole point. Oh my god! Oh my god! The reason I'm gonna award you two a half point is because peanut butter is one component of the king's favorite sandwich. Yes, I'm. That's correct, Marty. But it is too late. Elvis's it. favorite sandwich is a fried, a pan-fried. I knew that. Peanut butter and banana sandwich. Question number three. Who popularized the Monte Cristo sandwich in America? Was it A, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, B, George W. Bush, or C, Walt Disney? A, Marty A. Uh, C. Kelly? A full point is awarded to Kelly John Danen. God damn it. Walt Disney... Uh, put it on the menu at uh, two different restaurants in Disneyland when it opened, and that uh, popularized hmm. the sandwich here. Okay, so now we are at a score of uh, one and a half to two, correct? Yes. Yes. With Kelly with two points. So it, it's six points to win. <laughs> Shit. How many questions do we have left? <laughs> we're, we're on the final question, but this is a question we've seen this format before. I have in front of me a list of the top 10 sandwich chain restaurants. <laughs> oh, oh, I got this. Now, uh, we're going to guess bet- we're going to pick a number between 1 and 10 to determine who goes first. Now, keep in mind, 6 points makes you a winner. The first 5, 1 through 5 earn you 2 points. The oh last what? 5 are worth 1 point. Can I ask a clarifying question? Is a burger a sandwich? This is no. bullshit. All right, I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 10. 1. Uh, 10. Okay, it was 7. <laughs> Kelly, you go first. Yes. <laughs> I, wish it was, I wish it was like 5 or 6. It was 5.5. 5. 
Oh, shit. Subway. Kelly, I'm afraid that's not in the top ten. What? This is from, oh, sorry. This is from Ranker. This is like favorite. This is, oh, this is Ranker's like favorites. Yeah, this is not like the number. If, if it was gotcha. Uh, gotcha. number of franchises, you know what, Kelly? I'm giving you a half point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Because so Subway the does that... have the most number of franchises. Yes. But this is Ranker's what so imagine you're an idiot who just goes around ranking <laughs> shit on ranker.com. What would your favorite sandwich place be? I, I feel like I've been uh, this is feels like bamboozling me since this is what I did to you guys with the yeah. big titles. Oh, how does it fucking feel? <laughs> it's painful. Yeah, cuz I'm okay, looking at this okay. list in front of me, it's crazy. Okay, sandwich places, I'm going to go oh, what is that place called? Schlotsky's? Not on the list. Damn. I do Kelly. like games, but yeah, that's a mm-hmm. they they they're not popular. Um, you're not popular, Kelly. You're at two and a half points, correct? Po- uh, yeah, a mere three and a half points remain to victory. Yeah, Potbellies. Kelly, Potbellies is number four. I am giving you two points. Woo! How is Potbellies number? Because it's good. This is so hard. Bringing Kelly to four and a half points, a mere point and a half point away from taking the competition. <laughs> Marty, what's your guess? No, I'm going to say, this is not how I feel about this chain, but I'm going to guess Panera Bread. Marty, I'm afraid that's not on the list. God damn it. Oh, boy. Uh... This is tough. This is tough. If you, Kelly, if you guess one within the top five, you're taking it home. Jersey subs? Kelly, I'm going to allow you another few seconds to... Jersey Mike's. Sorry. Kelly, that is number one. You've clinched it. Oh, shit. I mean... Kelly is the winner. I'll go down... This is what Ranker considers the top ten goodest sandwich chains. (laughs) Goodest. (laughs) Jersey Mike's. Number two, Jimmy John's. Number three, Firehouse Subs. Number four, Potbelly Sandwich Works. And I'd like to take a minute to acknowledge, what the fuck is a sandwich work? It's a sub play. Don't... What? Sandwich uh, works. Every Potbelly's is actually a maker space. Yeah, every (laughs) Potbelly's you go in and there's a bunch of, like, uh, steampunk shit all over the place. (laughs) Sandwich works. Number five, Penn Station East Coast Subs. Number six, and I'm surprised you guys didn't get this one, Quiznos! I was gonna guess Quiznos next. So... No subway made me think that the biggest chains weren't going to be on this list. It's it's there are some big ones and there are some ones I've never heard of before. Yeah. Which which some highly localized ones. Yeah. Uh is number 7, number 8 is Blimpy, number 9 is Wawa, and number 10 is Arby's. And this concludes oh, yeah. yeah, I'm and then Arby's seems like a weird one to count, but if you think about it, it's yeah, not burgers it like yeah. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, this concludes the... the uh, I hope you enjoyed this novelty song. It was great. It was such a good novelty <laughs> well done. song. Well done, Scott. Uh, Marty. Yeah? How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have anything uh, you want to tell us about? I do. Gentlemen, keeping with Scott's theme of chain restaurant novelties, this week's novelty product is Sneak King, a... 
2006 video game <laughs> made for the Xbox 360 that was sold along with the purchase of Valium He just sent Valium a picture Mills. of it. He just sent a picture <laughs> of the cover. Well, what are they supposed to do? Send you a clip? We your can look up no, a your clip. novelty product is a damn fucking JPEG. <laughs> Don't roast me about this. <laughs> We're a little thin on novelty products, so we had to pick something I could do that was like a visual thing. This is They gave this away for free, right? No, you, no, you actually had to pay five bucks, ten bucks, three ninety nine with a value meal. You could purchase this. Oh, it's this d- you game, got the value meal too, or it's an additional yes. three ninety nine. Yeah, on top of the value meal, three ninety nine. That's not bad. In this video game, you would play as Burger King's mascot, the King, and complete tasks similar to a stealth hunting or Grand Theft Auto type game, except that the game involved delivering food to waiting customers. This game was very small. It only had four levels, and it came after Burger King had won rave reviews for marketing, so they decided, what if we just put a bunch of money into video game development? And so they did this and two other games called Pocket Bike Racer and Big Bumpin', which were all made by Blitz Games. This was a boon for Blitz Games. It allowed them to build their company, and their company grew to become this like big licensing company for other video game franchises like they did like the shrek games and i can't remember the other ones off the top of my shit. Head. spongebob was another one so they did like a bunch of games after this ma- this mascot game that they made and the game was really poorly reviewed because the people are just like it's, it's a little bad and it's one trick pony like you just deliver sandwiches and don't mm-hmm. get caught like hey yeah. for f- fucking four bucks what are you expecting no exactly i actually think it's totally fine if you're making a small game and you don't charge much for it like whatever like and as a tie-in like i think it's like a very unique thing like you're saying with the quiznos thing burger king with the king mascot was really like they were peaking at the right time to do that kind of stuff with the internet i think having like a meme character Mm -hmm. and that the king character was like a little too much sometimes but i never thought that they went like he's kind of scary honestly yeah yeah, no, for real. It's just like, because he looks like a man, but his face doesn't move. Yeah, so it's, it's like a little bit Uncanny Valley. Like, yeah, he looks like an automaton. Like, yeah, like, what's going on behind yeah. that fucking mask? Like, it's all worms or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, this week, we have arrived to our pop quiz hot shot segment, where this week, I will be presenting a little quiz based on the theme of Burger King, and I'm keeping it short on purpose. So, I have five trivia questions for you about either oh, that's burgers it. or kings. So, only five questions. This is on a first-to-get-it kind of situation. <clears throat> Are you both ready? You can ring in with your names. Sure. What is the best-selling fast food burger? If you can get it outright, I'll give you two points. Otherwise, I'll give you a list. Big Mac. Is that Kelly? right? Care to take a guess? <laughs> Care to take a guess, Kelly? Uh, Big Mac. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we might both get a half point out of this, Kel. So, of these three options, is it the Big Mac, the Whopper, or Wendy's Dave's Double? I already said Big Mac. All right, it's the Whopper. If you're giving us options, it's not a Big yeah, Mac. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> It is the Whopper. Kelly gets a point for that one. <laughs> so wait a minute. Uh, I don't get this. Yeah, this I, that was I, I can't accept very this confusing. Right, no points. I cannot. No points awarded. Point. Sorry. No, that's fine. I no, no, no. no. Give, okay, give him a half point. No, I don't want it. Uh, Kelly, Here, Kelly gets a half point. We both guess big man. Oh, okay. We we'll split the half point. point. Yeah, you and I. So both we each get a quarter point. Oh wait. No, you get a half point. Okay. 
In chess, what is it called when the king's peace is threatened? Check. Scott gets it. <laughs> okay. I guess check. <laughs> no, you don't get that. Ah! Oh, I'll split it with you, Kel. I'll split it with you. This is an egalitarian okay, okay. quiz. One to one. All right, it's one to one. What is the Scottish play? Macbeth. Uh, yeah, shit. It's I'll split it with you, Kelly. I'll split it. I'll split it. We each have one and a half. Until, uh, one and a half to that one, one and a you half. got for real. No, it's one and a half to one and a half. Uh, what country consumed the most beef per capita in the world in 2016? In 2016. That was a weird Scott, year. I'm going to buzz in and say uh, jolly old England. Incorrect. Brazil. T- Kelly was closer. <laughs> it was Uruguay. Damn. Wow. That's why I picked the year, because it was a weird country to be known. Yeah, that's a country. small country. They went fucking nuts over there. <laughs> they they went yeah. they went ham, but with they were beef. hungry. Well, beef per capita. So it's not they oh. consume the most beef, it's that they consume yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, for the last question, gentlemen, at the end of the television series Game of Thrones. Who is the king of the seven kingdoms? Now Kelly's got his hand up. Oh, was... oh, okay. You're just stretching. It's <laughs> waving. I, do Do you want to go, Kelly? Do you want to say it at the same time? Yeah, and then we can. That way we can split Ooh. it. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. one. Bran. Bran Stark. They tie, but you know, to be fair, I think. Who has a better story than Kelly Dana? Oh my god. <laughs> For winning this quiz. Oh no, I'm being sent to the wall. <laughs> what the hell? I didn't do anything wrong. You you killed your love. You killed your aunt slash love. Yeah. Slash... My aunt girlfriend. You have to go stand against the wall. Face facing the wall. Yeah, that's <laughs> John Snow. He fucking would just stand in a corner, like <laughs> This is my punishment. Yeah, it's crazy how Game of Thrones and the Blair Witch Project ended the same way. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to do it for us this week on Spoops, Goops, and Novelty Oh, Thank you so very much for listening. Hey, we really appreciate it.